during this season of Lent, we invite you to look at the theme of conversion. When we speak of this call to turn away from what is evil and cling to what is good, there's many levels of what we could call conversion. You have intellectual conversion, the conversion of your mind, the conversion of your will, what we could call moral conversion, also the transformation of your emotional life, affectivity. We could also speak of emotional conversion, <clears throat> also the conversion in our doing, in our actions. So we're going to look at different types of conversions as the overarching theme for this Lent that we are beginning today. And in this first Sunday, I invite you to reflect on what we could call intellectual conversion. Jesus says in the gospel, repent and believe in the gospel. The Greek word for repent is metanoia. Metanoia means change of mind in English. And it's the union of two words, meta, after, noia, that means news, that means thought or mentality. So metanoia means change of mind, it means the mentality after, the mentality after reflection, in a sense. So when Jesus says, repent and believe in the gospel, he's calling us to change our mentality. Christianity implies a transformation of our way of thinking. Repent, be purified in anything that is dark, anything that is false, anything that is a lie, and believe in the gospel, believe in what is true, believe what is real. This conversion is very profound. When you begin to change your way of thinking, you begin to change your way of acting, your way of being. And in a sense, it's very much necessary to be in communion with Christ. I don't know if it happens to you, but do you know when you find those people that think like you, there's an aspect of like a communion with them that is, oh, you, we are on the same page. You find like a connection with them. So the goal of conversion is to have the same mentality, the same mind than Christ. And that will lead us to also be connected in our hearts. Intellectual communion leads to the communion of hearts. And that's very important for Christianity. And I think one of the great tragedies in life today, especially in the church, is that for us Catholics, many times we let the world enter our minds and we don't think according to the truth of Christ. So how can we journey to, from deception, from lies, to what is true and what is real. Well, we can contemplate the mind of Christ and we can contemplate how Jesus did it. Today he goes into the desert and the gospel says he was tempted by Satan. It's a very brief description. If you go to Matthew or Luke, this is Mark. If you go to Matthew, you find the kind of 
unfolding of the three temptations, the content of the three temptations. Mark says he was tempted. But when you think of what is temptation, it is a whisper, it is a voice speaking to the mind, suggesting something that is not true, suggesting something that is not real, suggesting a lie. Satan is the father of lies. He's the tempter, the deceiver from the beginning. And today, the light of Christ and Satan, they kind of clash. Obviously, Jesus didn't allow Satan to kind of convince him of his suggestions. So he's an example of that. But Satan is trying to take Jesus out from the truth that he always lived in. He's unable to do that. Jesus is coming, if you remember, from what place? Before the desert, he's in another place. You don't need to answer, but think about it. <laughs> he's coming from the Jordan. He's coming from baptism. So he's very well rooted in baptism. He's rooted in these beautiful realities. Heaven is real. The invisible world exists. God is my father. I am his beloved son. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I have a mission in this world. My life has meaning, has direction, has a purpose. Others are my brothers and sisters. So Jesus is rooted in the truth and the goodness of baptism, the beauty of reality. And Satan is trying to take him away. He's trying to lie to him. He makes him think this, if you are the son of God, he's trying to tempt his identity. He promises power that he cannot give. So he's trying to deceive him. But Jesus comes out victorious. And that's why when he goes to Galilee to preach, he says, repent, metanoia, change your mind, and believe in the gospel. Believe in what is true. Believe in what is real. So this is the invitation in this first week of Lent to recognize that in us also, there is a battle going on, a battle for our own minds. This inner dialogue, inner monologue going in our minds. That we can listen to the voice of God, to the whispers of truth. Or we can listen to the voice of the enemy. And that's why Jesus says, repent, be purified, be transformed, change your mind. In the first place, purify your mind from toxic thoughts, from bad memories, from shame, from judging others with pride, from doubting the goodness of God, from voices that take you down, like become more aware of your way of thinking and purify your mind. And then believe in the gospel. The word gospel means good news. I was reading this 
story of the life of Jesus, and he translates good news as happy message. What Jesus proclaims to be true is very beautiful. Like, God is your father and he loves you. You are his son, his beloved daughter, and he's well pleased with you. Your life has a meaning, a purpose. This world is a beautiful world. Others are your brothers and sisters. It's a very beautiful, liberating truth that if we begin to believe it more and more, it brings great freedom to us and great peace and great joy. So purify your mind and believe in the gospel. So let me suggest to you two practical ways to kind of walk in this um, path of intellectual conversion or the transformation of your mind. The first one is to begin to discern or monitor your thoughts more often. Jesus says, Paul says in letter to the Corinthians, we destroy arguments and every pretension raising itself against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Remember that, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Every day we should think a lot. Like, there's a lot of thoughts that we have. And most of the time the thoughts, they are here. Like, we don't see them, we don't label them, but they are here. Like, they are like a voice speaking. Some of them are true, some of them are false. So when Paul says, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ, he says, first, capture your thoughts. You catch them and you bring them before your eyes. Like imagine that it's like a small frog or a small insect or an animal. You catch it, you bring it here. And you realize, what am I thinking? This is challenging because sometimes we think ugly things. And you're thinking this about your wife or your husband or your friends and, or God himself or yourself. So you bring it and then once you kind of name it and label it, you bring it in obedience to Christ. Is it true or is it false? You begin to think, my sins are not forgiven. Well, that's not true. Because Jesus says, go in peace, your sins are forgiven. You're accusing this person of this or that. Well, you bring it to Christ. And you evangelize that thought. And once you begin to detect the more preeminent or the thoughts that repeat themselves the most... Try to find a fighting Bible verse, a biblical verse that can help you kind of destroy that lie. For example, if you are afraid of the future and you think I'm going to fail or whatever, you remember the words of Jesus, I am with you always. Or if you always think this person will not change, this situation will not change. You bring the thought and you confront it with this truth of scripture. Nothing is impossible for God. So that's the first thing. Begin this week to 
discern your thoughts, bring them captive to Christ. The second thing is pay attention how you feed your mind. Our minds are like our bodies. If you eat every day fast food, every day for like, let's say, one whole year, like no veggies, like fries and hamburgers and ice cream every day. Well, you might think that would be good, no? Especially those who are doing Exodus, like. But I don't think in the long run it's good. So the same with your mind. Begin to detect the things that are not good for your mind. Some books, some websites, some TV shows, they let the world enter. They let negativity enter. They let suspicion enter. Begin to see how you feed your mind. Even the way you think. Some, sometimes the way we think, we brew thoughts that are not good. And we begin to kind of be dark, pessimistic. We begin to accuse. And then try to feed your mind with good things, good books, good websites, good blogs, whatever. Read the Bible, the Word of God, read the Catechism, and so on and so forth. And even try to think in a positive way. This sounds a little bit new agey, but think of what Paul says in Philippians 4. Brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, whatever is pure, whatever is lively, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Paul says, think about what is true, what is just, pure, lovely, gracious. Think about the goodness of the people you love. Think about the realities of faith, like heaven, the angels, the providence of God, the word of God. Thinking in a positive way, says Paul. And in that way, you will begin to feed your mind with good and true and real things. So let us pray for this grace. That everyone who is here in this week may allow the Holy Spirit to shape in you the mind of Christ. This is a lifelong journey. But this week, let us be intentional in allowing the Holy Spirit to shape our minds after the mind of Christ so we can then have communion with him.